Greetings in the precious name of Jesus. There's many difficult things and bad things and terrible things that have been going on in our world and even in our dear nation in the last weeks that uh, can easily and do easily bring fear to our hearts that make us afraid. I'll, I'll just make a little list for you and um, all of you are aware of these and yet the list of things that make you afraid will go on beyond this little list that I give and there's certainly been things that have made me afraid that would be beyond what I'll list here for you. Um, but of course, and I don't list these in any certain order, but you know, like the, the war in Ukraine and just think of the fear and all the people that have been afraid in Ukraine for the last weeks now. That the, the high prices uh, around the world because of, of various things that seem not to stop and where will this lead to? People being unable to, to buy things because of what's happening. Uh, sickness in various forms and especially COVID over the last couple years that have taken the lives of many people. Uh, of course there's always cancer and then uh, these Mass shootings, you know, just a few weeks ago in, in Buffalo, New York, there in the grocery store. And then less than two weeks later in the school in Texas. And before a week was up, a few were died by a gun in, in Philadelphia and, and some more in, in Oklahoma. Fires in the West again, this time in Arizona and New Mexico. Floods. Over the years, and as Dan told us this morning in, in, the, in the West and in the Midwest, and um, storms in Ohio, where his sister and family had to stay in the basement for a few hours. Um, <clears throat> Some of these things that have been happening recently, these extreme things brought to my memory two little verses. One of them's a little verse, one of them's part of a verse. That um, many of you, like me, remembered learning them either in Sunday school as a child or summer Bible school. And they are these. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's one verse from one of the Psalms. And then the other one, a little bit shorter. It's part of a verse. It says this. I will trust and not be afraid. And I, if I recall correctly, when I learned these little verses in 
Bible school or Sunday school, you know, they went along with some scary story or a story that would at least make a child afraid. And maybe a, a Bible character was put along with it to help us see that uh, this person was afraid, but they put their trust in God when they were afraid. As I already said, there's things in your personal lives that, that make you afraid. And maybe some things that are going on in your lives and in your homes right now that, that there's uh, an amount of fear there. Unsettledness. That, that's a secret to you. Or maybe some of us know it. Maybe, some, maybe hardly anybody does. But it, it's something that causes you to be fearful or afraid. Some of you are thinking already, this is part two to the message this morning. And you, you could say that. The Lord put these two together. I, I, uh, Dan didn't know what I was going to talk about uh, tonight. And so if you want to call this part two to the message this morning, that's fine. You can do that. But I think of some of you families here that, that, that worship here with us. Uh, and, and things that, you know, I just have to admire about you and you are challenged to me because of things that I know could bring fear and fright to your life and homes, and yet you're apparently trusting God and, and stepping out in faith. So Dan's, for instance, uh, you, you, you're receiving people into your home that, that you don't know, both local and from Mexico. And the kind of faith that it takes to step out and, and do that and trust the Lord, that's, that's amazing. Uh, Jared's, uh, what you've in, stepped out in to do in, in the God knows how, how much future, you know, the things you've done in the last months, uh, the, the type of work you're training for and so forth and into scary territory and into strange cultures and stuff. Um, I, I know that's brought a fear to you, but yet you're stepping out in faith. I think of, uh, of Ken. Uh, you know, you, you, you had a job, you know, you, uh, you, uh, you know and you, you've stepped out to build a little factory in your backyard to involve your family, uh, hoping that it would work out. Um, that I'm sure you've had some 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 second thoughts and some some you know some fear, but but you're you're stepping out in faith. Um, Bevan, you know you you've parked your your logging equipment that you you're comfortable with. You've known all your life. You've parked that to do something else. That must take some faith and and, and bring some fear to to your life. I, I can understand. Uh, and then. You, Daniel, uh, leaving your comfortable Richmond area and moving here to, to Halifax County where you don't know anybody and uh, you're far away from friends and family. Uh, but you, on your own word, you said this is what God gave you. And so you're here over here on Buckshoal Road in that beautiful place back in the woods there. But I'm sure there, you were afraid sometime and had some fear in doing that, but you, you stepped out in faith. Well... We as little children learn these verses. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I will trust and not be afraid. Um, 
We want to look this evening at the two little passages where those verses come from. You see, the people that said those, and, and Isaiah said one of them, and, and, and David said the other one. We want to look at those two passages where they are and, and learn some things, hopefully, for us. Um, th those men, well, I'll say it this way to start with. You realize the men that, that said those words that we're looking at, they were not little children. Yes, we may have learned those verses when we were little children, that these, but these men that said those things were not little children. They were grown men. And they were confessing that they were afraid. Let's just turn to the first one. And that is in uh, Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12. Chapter 12 of Isaiah is the shortest chapter in Isaiah. Uh, it has six verses. There are a couple of, at least a couple of other chapters in Isaiah that also have six verses, but this is the shortest one of, of all of them, if I looked correctly. As we look at these two passages this evening, uh, I can bring out some things hopefully that will be helpful to us, but uh, the Holy Spirit can bring out some things that I overlook that can be helpful to you in your particular situation. Let me read the, the six verses of Isaiah chapter 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Well, as you see, the little part of the verse we're focusing in on is in verse 2. He's saying to us, he's saying to the world, he's saying to all that were, have read this and he was speaking to, God is my salvation. Uh, just, I don't know if I'd ever looked in the the Hebrew, to see uh, what, what it says about the word salvation. The word salvation is used so many times, both in the Old Testament and New. And so I looked in the, the Old Testament Hebrew to see exactly what it said just, just this afternoon. 
And uh, these are some of the words that it had to go with, with the, the Hebrew, uh, from the Hebrew in salvation. Uh, something, uh, something saved, uh, deliverance, victory, and help. And so here he's, he begins verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. And therefore he could say the next little verse, part of the verse that we learned as children. I will trust and not be afraid. He didn't just say that out of the blue. He said it in light of the fact that God is his salvation, but he's not done with the thought yet. For the Lord Jehovah, by the way, I'm not just talking about any old God. I'm not just talking about these idols. I'm talking about the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song he also is become my salvation. Now, I have to go on a tiny little bunny trail here because this really has not a lot to do with, with what we're talking about tonight, but that is this. This verse 2 here, God is my salvation, God is my strength, and God is my song. It's in the Bible three times. A verse in the Bible that says God is my salvation, God is my strength, and God is my song, one verse, it's in the Bible three times. It never says it exactly the same way, but it always says God is my salvation, my strength, and my song. The one is right here, of course. The other one is in Exodus 15. The song of Moses and Miriam and Aaron and whoever sang it there, after the people came through victorious through the Red Sea and the Egyptians were drowned and they sang this song and right near the beginning they said God is my salvation God is my strength and God is my song the third place that it's in the Bible I'm not going to tell you that's your homework <laughs> okay but I'll tell you, it's in the Bible. It's in Exodus 15. It's in Isaiah 12. It's in one other place in the Bible. A short little verse that says, God is my salvation, my strength, and my song. That's your homework to find out where it is. When you find it, please don't look for it tonight, okay? Unless it's after church, okay? <laughs> and if, if you want to tell me where you found it, uh, that's okay. You're not required to, of course. <laughs> um, Look, the part of being our song is so important because <clears throat> he talks about song or singing in this tiny little chapter two times. And I believe he uses the word praise here. In the other passage we will look at, he definitely uses the word praise a few times. How, what does that have to do with God trusting in God and God being our salvation and strength? Well, it has a lot to do with it because it puts an attitude in our heart. It does something to our mind that brings forth and issues forth a song. He wouldn't have had to say that, but by the, his own experience and by the Holy Spirit, that's what he said. God is my salvation, God is my strength, and God is my song. That's how it comes out of me when God does those things for me. Look at verse 4. 
And in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord. You see what I'm saying? It's something just overflowing and, and coming out of him. And he said it's coming out in a song and praise. Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Verse 4. Declare his doings among the people. Let me stop and say this. Why? Why can he say, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee? That's part of what we're looking at tonight, a good part. Why can he say, I will trust and not be afraid? There's reasons for that, and he gives the reasons. Many of them in the next portion we will look at. But right here he says, because of the history of God. The middle of verse 4, declare his doings among the people. God has a history of doing wonderful things. God has a history of making people victorious. Declare his doings that he has already declare his history among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. He hasn't isn't done yet. Verse 5. Sing unto the Lord. We've already talked about what, what that produces. This, this, this strength and this salvation, what that produces in him, it, it brings out a song. Sing unto the Lord. Why? For he hath done excellent things. God has made promises. He's brought his promises to fruition. Not only the writer knows that's true, but it says in the end of verse 5, this is known in all the earth. Everybody knows when God says something, he passes on it. When God says something, he delivers. This is known in all the earth. I will trust and not be afraid. The middle of verse 2, because God is my salvation God is my strength. It's produced a song within me. I will trust and not be afraid. Maybe I didn't say it yet, but uh, if I didn't, I'll say it now. We're going to sing several songs this evening that go along with what we're talking about. And before we, I think I'll, I'll leave this little chapter now, um, and we'll soon go to the next passage but I'd like to sing a couple of songs before we go to the next passage. So let's turn in our song books to number, um, number 575. <clears throat> number 575. <clears throat> Under his wings I am safely abiding. Let's just... Wait and sing the refrain after we've sung all three verses. So we'll sing all three verses before we sing the refrain. <clears throat> Under his wings, what a 
Sheltered, protected, no evil can harm me. Resting in Jesus, I'm safe evermore. Under his wings, under his wings, who from his love can sever? Under his wings, my soul shall abide, safely And number 255, 255, have faith in God my heart, trust and be unafraid, I will trust and not be afraid, Isaiah said, he could say that because of his history with God. God promised and God delivers on his promises. Have faith in God in my heart. This is a song I know we have. We don't sing it very often. We haven't sung it very often. Let's all sing unison. Sing the melody only on the first verse. And then let's repeat the first verse in parts and, of course, the rest of the verses. So the first verse two times, first time melody only. <laughs> la, la. Have faith in God, my heart, trust and be unafraid. God will unfill in every part each promise he has made. Have faith in God, my heart, trust and Yes, I will trust and not be afraid. 
Because God is my salvation. God is my strength. He's given me a song. He said it. He will carry forth on what he has said. Now let's look at this other passage that says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. It is in Psalm 56. Psalm 56. And as you see here, like I do, uh, most of your Bibles probably have a little something before uh, most of the Psalms. And this one gives us the indication that this was of David when the Philistines were after him uh, near Gath. And uh, with that, he wrote this song or psalm. And so I would like to read the verses you follow along in your Bible as I read Psalm 56. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by, my, by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Let's look at a, a few parts, a few phrases and words of, of this psalm. But in light of where he found himself with the Philistines around him there near Gath, he said in verse 3, what time I am afraid, 
I will trust in thee. May I repeat, you realize these two verses were not written by some little child in Sunday school, weren't made up by a Bible school teacher or something for their little children's class. These are written by grown men that confess their fear, that confess they were afraid. I keep thinking about <clears throat> children, um, stories you, you learned again when you were children in, in Sunday school or Bible school about someone possibly being afraid, and one of them would have been David. We sometimes talk about little David, <clears throat> and uh, I doubt if David was real little. He might have been a young man. The Bible does say he was young. But I doubt if he was six years old or something when he did these things. But he said this when he was going up against, against Goliath. And King Saul said, David, you're, 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 you're too young and inexperienced. This is not going to work. And David said, King Saul, and he said it very respectful, thy servant, he called himself thy servant. When I was keeping the sheep, I killed a bear and I killed a lion. And by the power of God, I will take care of this Goliath also. And he gave all the credit to God. You think he was afraid? I suspect being human, he, was, he had some fear. I suspect he was afraid. But he knew he's God. And he knew his God years later, right here, when he wrote this song. The same God that protected him and gave him victory over the bear and over the lion and over Goliath. And I've suggested already there's probably bears and, and lions and Goliaths in your lives at times that you're wrestling with and to make you afraid. And I've suggested that some of you are challenged to me because you're, you're going forth in trust and faith, apparently, even though you have fears about some of the things you're endeavoring. <clears throat> verse 3, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. Look at the very next verse, verse 4. In God I will praise his word. So let's take a look at, at the word word in this psalm. So back months ago, I, I brought a message on uh, from maybe a couple of messages from Psalm 119. Uh, and of course, we were looking, uh, focusing on the word because that's what Psalm 119 is all about. And then we brought a mes another message about the, the sufficiency of the word. I'm telling you this, I'm suggesting to you this evening that, that, that David many, many, many years ago realized the sufficiency of the word because he knew the word came from Jehovah God. And God and his word are just like this. You cannot separate them. If he said it, he'll do it. He, he is not here and his word here, but he and his word are just like this. And so he said in verse 4, right after he said, 
what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will, I will praise his word. Because God has promised, because of his history with God, God promising, God saying, and God delivering on his word. I will praise his word, therefore, beginning of verse 4. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And he says something like that. He repeats that a few verses further. If I could just point out further some, some repeats in here. So we have afraid or fear in verse 3. We have uh, fear in verse 4. We have afraid in verse 11. But notice in all of those three verses I just said, we have there also trust in God, right, right tight with it. Trust in God. So, verse 3, I'm afraid, but I will trust in God, in thee. Verse 4, fear, but I put my trust in God. Verse 11, because I put my trust in God, I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. To trust in God and, and fear are right together in all three of those, those three verses. The antidote to the fear and the being afraid is trusting God, who has a record of bringing people out victorious, who has a record of making promises and delivering on them. I spoke in, as we looked at the Isaiah 12 about this thing of praise and singing and song. Well, it's here too. Look at verse 4. In God I will praise. Praise his word in this case. Verse 10. In God I will praise his word again. And look at verse 12. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee and praise thee. Look a little deeper at verse 12. Make sure you understand what it's saying. Verse 12. Thy vows are upon me. What that means is thy promises are to me. You've made promises, God. Your promises are mine. I'm taking your promises as mine because you meant them for me. Thy vows, thy promises are to me. I know your promises. You, you've made your promises. I know you deliver on your promises. You deliver on your word. Therefore, the end of verse 12. Therefore, I will render praises unto thee. I mentioned the word word already, but maybe I didn't point out where they all are. Maybe I did, but just quickly look at them again. In verse 4, thy word. In verse 10, two times. 
thy word, thy word. I don't believe he repeated that just for the fun of it because he wanted, but I believe he wanted us to understand he is putting his trust in the word of God. Therefore, when he is afraid, he will trust God. So verse 12 mentions specifically the promises of God. Of course, every time he used the word word, he's thinking of the word of God and the promises of God. Let's consider his experience. I don't know if I made this little list at the beginning or not, but, but why trust God? Why could he say, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee? Why could Isaiah say, I will trust and not be afraid? Why? And I've, I've said it already, but maybe not put him in a little list here. Uh, because of God's promises, for one. Because of, of his history with God. That God has made promises and, and delivered on them. God is reliable. Uh, because of the experience of others. Not just David's experience. Not just Isaiah's experience. But they know many people have experienced the blessings and promises of God. And God delivering on his word. And God protecting them in difficult times. Let's look at here where he refers to his experiences with God. Verse 9. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. Now look at the last part. This I know, for God is for me. That's so beautiful. He, he don't have to doubt. He don't have to wonder. God has said move and, and he's going to move. Uh, God has said this is the way you should go. And so he'll, he, even though it's fearful, even though there's some fear in it, it causes him to be afraid. He'll trust God and, and go anyway. <clears throat> this I know. For God's on my side. <laughs> Maybe if you want to put a little verse on your refrigerator or your mirror or something for the next month that could encourage you, you could just put the end of, of verse 9 there. <laughs> and you know you don't need to put the first part because you know what it's implying or what it's saying. You don't have to. It's, he didn't say, this I think or this I doubt or this I'm not sure of. He said, this I know. For God is for me. If that won't encourage you, I don't know what will. So if you need that, just put it, write it down, put it on, on your mirror or your refrigerator. This I know, for God is for me. That's the truth. That's God and his word. That's his experience. Now look at verse 13. For more experience, for more of his experience. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. He's talking about history. He's talking about what he has experienced in the past. It's past tense. It's one of those places where he could be saying it in past tense and meaning the present time also. It means both. He was so confident in God. I believe that even though the Philistines were around him here at Gath, he was talking like the battle's over already. Thou, you've already delivered me. 
but you know full well that he'd been delivered from death many other times. You could make a topic or a sermon or something out of that, how many, all the different times that David was delivered from death. Times when, yes, he would have been afraid, but God delivered him. Did I say he was delivered as a young, young man from the bear and from the lion and from Goliath? He was delivered from King Saul. He was delivered from many other enemies many other times. It says at the beginning of verse 13, For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Now he ends this little song, this psalm, with a question. A question that is like, duh, of course. You know, Jesus did that various times. Jesus asked questions many times we have recorded in the Gospels that he didn't give an answer. He did not give an answer for because the answer was so obvious. And he asked the question to make the listeners think. Well, well, of course, that has an easy answer. Yes, it does. So then why don't you listen? <laughs> you know, why don't you do it that way? Is kind of what he was saying. And that's what David is doing right here. He asked the question and the answer is, of course, after he said all that he did, of course, the answer is obvious. God, you have delivered. You have delivered in the past. You have a history of promises, and you deliver on your promises. And now the answer to this question is very, very simple. Wilt thou, wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Yes, of course. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's what David said. He said it here when he was surrounded by the Philistines at Gath. He probably said it many other times. It may not be recorded that he said it many other times, but he probably said it down in his heart very much when he faced Goliath. Maybe when he faced the bear. Maybe when he faced the lion. Maybe when he faced King Saul. Maybe when he faced the Philistines several other times. And some other enemies uh, quite a few other times. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Let, let's look at a couple more songs. Um, take your songbook if you would. <clears throat> And let's turn to number 603. Number 603. God of our life, through all the circling years, we trust in thee. Talks about history here, as you see, you know, because of past history, we can we can sing this, we can say this. God of our life, six or three. <clears throat> 